This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. On this week's episode, we talk about how everything goes back to racism, kind of. Well, yes. We talked about me being on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13 for one second. We also discuss Dipper's old dad and (laughs) audition technique. And I'm here too, so stick around for the show. And listen, if you loved our uh, chat with Heidi in Closet last week, there's video footage of it now available on the Forever Dog YouTube channel. See you in a moment. Bye. Forever Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213536 9180. Our email is sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? You stupid little fucks, you nice little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid sloppy little fucks. Ooh. Coming in. Dallas is frozen over and Ted Cruz tried to go to Cancun, baby. Whatever happened to gays over COVID? Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. This is Meatball and that's Big Dipper. Hello. Um, gays Whatever over happened? Gays they, over COVID is happened? still a they thing. They quit. No, they no, quit. They're... They ain't good. They're not calling people out by name like they used to. They are. Um, I think what is clear is that some people think they're going to start like a viral moment. I don't th- I don't think the gaze over covid was started for someone to be like I'm trying to get attention for my like viral call out culture, but it's clearly like that person has a job and then like got busy with their job and like then had another moment to get back on social media and then posted a video of Morgan McMichael's just trying to work in San Diego. Oh, they came for Morgan like that? <laughs> I can't support. You know I love Morgan. It's like, okay, so Morgan was in at a drag show outdoors in San Diego wearing a mask, collecting tips with a butterfly net. Like, that's not the thing to drag. What is to no, drag go is all the people. Go back to making fun of the Puerto Vallarta gays. Yeah. No, but that's all the I people like at the drag show were sitting there not in masks at these, like, crowded-ass tables. We can't what? we can't just keep having this conversation. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, welcome to the world. This is the thing. What's fucked up? This is why I think the drive and drag model works, even though it's harder to see the queens. You really can't keep people separate. What's fucked up is Really, you all- gotta bring here's some tips if you're going to the new drive and drag superhero is, tour. They're on the road. Already. They're on the road, honey mama. So look out for the tickets, Voss Events. Can we get a cut of that check? Now Bring binoculars. Bring uh, a Space stethoscope. Heater. 
a space heater. Bring a, what is this one? A periscope. That's You're a gonna telescope, need, Mama. That's a telescope. Oh, a telescope. Mama. But if you have also, a sunroof, you could bring the periscope. You could bring the periscope. <laughs> also, here's some tips. You, if they start trying to hedge you down as like the first car on a row, and they're gonna put you all the way at the very you end of the, the middle, row, mama. you want to be in the middle, Mama. If you want to see this shit, you you cut, you tell lies, you say you want to park next to your friends, you do something to lie to these people so that you are not at the end of the row because you won't see shit over there. And I'll tell you, the filming, I watched most of Alaska's show when we went on the screen, and it was on the great, screens. and it was fun to, like, be out in the world and enjoy, and honestly, like, if you get your car full of your pod people or whatever, like, it's, it's you know, it's not crazy oh, expensive. It's a good, we had a really good time. Yeah. yeah you can go get snacks. But you can, like, wave is, at people. The thing that is fucked up to me is that, like, all of these places that are allowed to be open, you can't be open just for drinks. You can only be open for food. I feel like if I had a bo- a, a, a business license, I would be like, we're going to do food, but it's going to be smoothies and milkshakes only and booze. And everything is going to be served with a straw. And if you need to, you're going to sit at your table. You can't take your mask off, but you can put the straw up under your mask and then have Ooh. your smoothie, your milkshake, like your protein Like a good boost. old Joel Kim booster chicken breast smoothie. Such a Remember throwback. when he told us that he Tuna, fish. Blend, he blends his meats because he just doesn't like to eat. He doesn't like what a to gift. eat. What a gift. I love to, to not eat like so much eat. that I eat until I can't move. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> same. When I'm stressed, when I'm nervous, when I have any type of mental anguish, I will eat. I The other day I ate like a full pot of mac and cheese to the point that my stomach hurt so bad I couldn't even lay down. Why? Do, what is that? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, I don't know. I mean, listen, better help. <laughs> no, I had a friend who went to, um, do you remember the Netflix show, The OA? Mm-hmm. Did that stand for Overeaters Anonymous? No. <laughs> oh. I don't know what it was about, but I do know that uh, Miss Toto like did a Ozark dance show. number from it. Who yeah, I thought it? it was Ozark. Quit talking over me. <laughs> I just wanted to hear what you said. Miss Toto did some sort of dance number from it. Uh, or wait, maybe that was the 100. You know I don't really watch Netflix No, Miss Toto did the Bird Box uh, music video. No, she or, also uh, did Bird Box. She also did Harriet Tubman. She also did Mr. Krabs. She's a meme queen. She's a meme queen. Speaking of um, being a meme queen. In this week's Candy Muse News, I uh, was pictured on Drag Race. <laughs> no picture? name, no label, and it was an outfit that was so un... Like, you couldn't see my face, but I knew it was me, and that's all that matters. And I think all the meatball heads knew it was you as well. Yeah, they were kind of gagged. But they put me first, because I think... Because I originated that thing. Also, I knew... I think they knew that if they didn't put me in it, I'd give them hell. <laughs> you'd, you'd pop off on the internet. Yeah, I'd be like, I originated the role! I originated the role! Um... The f- what I loved about it, this is no shade to Candy Muse. What I loved about it is that Candy was like, Yeah, my tweet went viral, which it did, in it thanks did. to a lot of people retweeting, of course. And then she was like, And I wrote a song about it. I was like, So you wrote you wrote a song? It was your idea to write a song? And you called up Alaska and you said, Hey, Alaska, do you want to release a song that features me? 
It wasn't that, are you sure it wasn't that Alaska caught on to the trend two years later after it started and then decided to write a song and call you Miss Candy Muse? You sure it wasn't that way around? Alaska Liskins, she can let us know. She'll let us know, she'll know. But it was such such a funny moment because none of that matters. Wait, didn't Alaska write Gia Gunn's lyrics on that song too? I am not gonna, um... Helen Hunt. That was a good one. About anything. Gia Gunn definitely knows who Helen Hunt is. For sure. Probably owns the DVD Blu-ray box set of Mad About You. What would you have done for a yellow look? Um, some piss related. Yeah, something piss related. Like, um, like, uh, w- ooh, what if it was like you were like a urinal cake? Okay. And and then like you were in a in a in a thing of piss. Okay. <laughs> like in a pool of piss. A it would have to be done very well. It would have to be done very well. Or or I know, like a dripping, like a wet piss look with like a head fascinator of like a round ur- like a pink or blue urinal cake, and it would be like a branded urinal cake. Ooh, and then just like a yellow bandana out of your left pocket. <laughs> what about you, Bumblebee Tuna? Probably something bee related. You yeah, think? I think I would go bee. I saw. Wait, Alaska was like I'd be Marge Simpson, and I was like, that is genius. Yeah, that you that's yourself lit. are the yellow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Kamor Hall posted, like, all the Asian queens in Chicago did, like, a photo spread. Oh, yeah, that was so beautiful. Yeah, of course. They were all serving some real body. Honey, the nudities. The nudities, honey. Now, do you think that was because they couldn't... Well, I don't know. But do you think that that was because they were all like, okay, we're all going to wear matching costumes. And then all of them were like, we haven't had new costumes in a year. So let's no, go I make think it. it was a political statement because Kamora is talking about yellow being like the color yellow being like a slang used like like a slur used towards Asian people, oh. and so they're in their skin. Every day you learn something new. You didn't get that from the whole spread. I didn't read any. I don't read. <laughs> you just thought Kamora was like me and my friends got naked and posted a picture. It's a beautiful. I mean, I looked at it. You it's a great saw, photo. Saw I art. was just like, "That's fucking incredible." I didn't. I didn't need to read words. Slay mama. The lesson of twenty twenty one. I don't need to read. I don't need words. to read words. All right, we'll be right back after this. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, 
the mushroom is filling. Like there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Okay, we are back. We're back, 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 back again. So I am having this feeling. Okay, this is a this is a new new thing that I have been thinking about since living in LA. And now that I'm like working on the network stuff with the podcast and we're sort of planning to the future and talking about things in like quarters and when things are released and how to like plan a six month rollout for something. I feel like entertainment is coming back alive. Mm -hmm. in the month of february like i there's this weird thing that happens in in i'm gonna say hollywood uh which at this point is anywhere but it feels like once once halloween is over nothing happens like everything that is like on a high end like a big production level they have created all of their like holiday content new year content thanksgiving all of that gets done over the summer so there's like like no one is like nothing is like moving or happening and it feels like from like thanksgiving until like mid-january no one who like works and i'm doing big air quotes here works in huge the industry, air quotes <laughs> huge air quotes <laughs> no one who works in the industry is like doing anything 
I feel like now, I feel like since this month of February has happened, everything is like moving. Like people are like, yeah. oh, I've got this new project. There's this new show coming on. There's, you know, like, you know, people are like pitching things and having meetings and going like the amount of emails I've gotten from people being like, hey, can you listen to the first episode of my podcast and give me feedback on it? I'm like, oh, my God, everyone is working on stuff right now. Everyone's working on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Nicole and Sashir, I, they're the two people that I like hang out with the most now. But they both work in the industry and they both have been kind of not really working that much. And then like they'll be working for two weeks straight solid. Right. Every single day, and then we can't do anything, and then nothing for like a month, and then a month solid. Well, it's I think very that's strange. That's the nature, but I'm talking more about the like the amount of like people I would like contact in like December and be like, "Hey, I'm working on this project, and I just want to." And they're like, "I will return to work on January 14th," and you're like, "Wait, what?" Like you, hmm. they like shut down around the holiday. That's strange. Well, yeah. good for them. Well, I'm glad it's coming back. I'm going to be very booked and busy, I hope. Honey, we are uh, Meatball. Listen, if you want to book Meatball for your town, she's ready to get on airplanes anytime in 2022. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, 2022. <laughs> I was like, not now. <laughs> Let's take the bookings now, honey. Let's yes, stat- honey. What, what if we book I'm out your entire... I'm scared of my first booking. What if we book out your entire calendar for 2022? Wouldn't that be sick? And then I die. Now, what? <laughs> and you live like, off the Before deposits. it happens. <laughs> you like, send half now, honey. That's how she's making your income. Wait, are you nervous for your first gig back? Yes, it's 100%. been like so long since I I've got done anything. I got going to get water in the kitchen. How am I going to do that? Oh, God. I, I don't know. The other day I had to take a break in the middle of it. I legitimately cannot tell you the last time I wore heels. I have not worn heels in months. Almost okay. maybe a year. That it's gonna like you gotta have to like you're gonna like the moment you know you're going to like start training a month before and just like yeah. wear click clack around the house. I have be some... like that lady on TikTok who's like level ten heels in snow. She oh just starts God, running. She's running. <laughs> she's just running. She runs so intensely, and I only want to see her face. <laughs> it's I want to see her face, <laughs> so I haven't so seen bad. it. But it's the way she just slams six, six, them six, six, down. Six, six, six. It's just like tick, 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 tick. and the clear. God, the oh clear mama, are stunning. You have some uh, clears, right? Yeah, I have a couple of clears. I um, prefer just a big clear plastic shoe that says "Hey, I'm a slut," and. <laughs> I'm not here for fashion. The one that makes that beautiful, like, clanking plastic sound when the heels clack together. But I I love that sound. I keep a pair of sneakers in my car. Extra sneakers. Mm -hmm. Just in case. You know, sometimes I wear my Crocs out, and then you might find yourself in a sneaker situation. So I have a pair of shoes in there. The other day, I had to go, when we were done with Heidi, I had to go film something. I was doing, like, a little promo shoot. Um, and I didn't know if it was going to be head to toe or not. So I, I threw the sneakers on and as I was driving to, and they're like a tighter fit sneaker. They're not like the Crocs where my foot literally just like. Can just be fat and wide, uh, baby. Like, like spreads out all over the Crocs. So. I Poking put, out I, of those holes. I squeeze my feet into them. These are a size 12 sneaker. These are like a regular, they're just like slimmer. They're more of like a basketball shoe. So I squeeze my my feet into them and I get in my car. And as I'm driving over, my feet start falling asleep. They're in so much pain from these sneakers. And oh when I God. get to the location, I was like, oh my God. And I I like like it felt like I was like like, like I had to pop my feet out of these sneakers. 
I, I put the Crocs back on and I walk in and I find out it's like a shoulders up, like waist up, like seated, oh my god! And I was like, thank God. Uh, and I wore the Crocs, but it was so it was so wild to me because I was like, do you think my feet have gotten wider and fatter in the last year? Yeah, hundred percent, right? Is that a thing that happens? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, don't they say that people that are like more like are barefoot more often have wider feet? Yeah, maybe. And maybe because I've been at home and I've been barefoot so much. It's like, I wanted to... Also, I'm throughout so, the day, your feet swell and shrink and do all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I guess that's stuff. true. I'm so susceptible to, like, TikTok ads and, like, Instagram ads. I really want to buy those sneakers. Have you seen the ad for the sneakers that have, like, the plastic, like, springy, springy structure on the heel? So they're made for you as sneakers to jam your foot in them and the heel won't break. Oh yeah, and then it closes on your foot. It just and then like it, it like pops yeah. back up. Yeah. And so I want to buy those cuz I'm like, yes, cuz all the heels on all of my shoes are broken cuz I just mashed my feet into them. And um you never thought about untying even, them? You don't want to bend don't even over cuz then I have to bend over. What are you talking about untie though? Uh no, I told you I don't want to be out of breath. If uh, I bend uh, over uh, inside uh, them, I'm going to uh, be out of breath. Uh, <laughs> they don't even sell them in wide. Well, they don't sell a lot of shoes in wide. And that's hard for me as a drag queen. <laughs> and that's Because that they don't that. make fucking wow. heels. They don't make heels wide enough for my foot. So I'm stuck in those ugly ass giant chunky bordellos all the time. Le- with the or rolling a stripper toe. Sh- with the, with the toe, toe that rolls up, and I hate it, but it's like, find me a shoe that doesn't do that, that comes in my size, and isn't more than $150. Peep toe. You gotta go for a peep toe, because then you but have the, a little it, more room. You don't really, especially because the widest part of my foot is like right before my toes, so that's just- <laughs> You know the part right before your toes? Yeah, that's the, the ball. Part. Well, it's not the ball, it's like the, what do you call that? Yeah, it's the ball. The ball on my foot. The ball. It's a kickball change. It's a kickball change, mama. Um, what is what is the most expensive shoe that you have? I don't really buy super expensive shoes because I trash my shoe. Oh, I have a pair of Red Wing boots, leather boots that are like $300, $400. Oh, those ones you and Peach have? The matching no. ones that you did on the McDonald's bicycle. Oh, the... you mean the most expensive high heel I own? I meant I just meant shoes in general. Oh, uh, no, I I've literally never spent more than one hundred and fifty dollars on a shoe for drag. Yeah, that's have stupid. you ever broken I, I out of it them while standing in them? I've broken so many shoes. I okay, those bordellos, they have nothing that holds the front end to the back end. So there's been numerous times where I've stepped down a step and the heel has caught it and just snapped off. Uh. And it happened to me one time when I was performing my Law & Order SVU number gunk, at Precinct, and it gunk, happened, like, on a gunk-gunk because I jumped down off the stage and it snapped. And then I just had to perform the rest of the number with one shoe on. And everyone was like, I don't remember that happening in SVU. And I was like, it didn't, bitch. The shoe was broken. <laughs> you think I rigged a high You think heel? I wanted to walk around with one shoe on? Oh, my God. So, bum, bum, do you want to talk bum, about bum, Texas? Bum. Yeah, um, I do, because I think it's insane that, like, my friend, my good friend, friend of the pod, Pinche, lives in Dallas, has lost uh, their electricity. They were frozen, her and her partner. 
basically had to take their dogs out of Dallas to go stay with someone else who had electricity so that they could use the bathroom. But they, they're they still expected to go to work. So Pinche has to go to her, her apartment that has no electricity in it, or there's no water now. Mm-hmm. She hasn't showered in three days, and she's expected to show up at work. And if she doesn't, she'll lose her job. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? The 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 inequality of um because we even had this conversation. Rich, there are rich, wealthy neighborhoods who Where, like my um, like my parents, but there my parents are in Houston, so there's like less of an but sure. still a huge issue. But, but you like said their neighborhood, really unique, yeah. Their neighborhood, when you move into that neighborhood, like you move there because it's safe, because the neighborhood has its own generator. So they're fine. They're, everything still works for them because they pay a million extra dollars in taxes or whatever so right. that they can have all these luxuries. But, like, my brother's house in Dallas lost electricity. They take his electricity away something like every three hours or something. He just has no electricity because they're trying to share it. Right. The rolling blackouts. I mean, the the crazy thing, I mean, th- this is just like a list of things that I was not aware of. One, I never knew that... Texas wasn't part of like a national energy grid. That was I new did, information because to me. They love oil in Texas. Right. And if the, the, anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, I just I never knew that they like weren't a part of the rest of the country's energy grid. Two, how low climate change and global warming. That's the reason they weren't prepared for a surge in energy needs because in the summers they are prepared because most people use a lot of AC. And so mm-hmm. they do sort of like make allocations and borrow other energy and like do whatever to help fuel that. But girl, the, the other thing is like, the entire energy grid across this whole country is not it needs to be updated so massively it's so out of date and it's just it's so when people literally those memes there's nothing there's nothing more accurate than the memes that circulate that it's like america is masquerading as a first world oh yeah america is trash you're telling me there's an entire state that said hey we just don't want to um join on to the national grid because we'd like to keep all of our resources within or we don't want to deal with your regulations we don't don't want to deal with your regulations that would uh winterize all of this stuff we want to keep making money we want to people yeah, we fuck it. Let fuck it. It's cold. You know, the best idea right now is to get away to Cancun. Girl, that fucking troll ass piece of frog shit. I'm what the so, like hell. But here's the thing. People the will thing, still honey. vote for him. What they will still vote for him? him after this. What is oh, actually a- wrong with him? He's paid for by oil. Ted Cruz makes like more money than any other senator period and it's all well that might be a lie but he makes more money than any other senator from oil companies from big oil so he'll take his paycheck and go look like a fucking asshole because him and his wife and his kids can go to cancun whenever they want where's like big humanity and big green and big big empathy and big compassion because i'm see mama i'm sick of big oil fucking and big war and big wigs. Let's start wearing human again. Just go flat. Everyone wear your flat hair tonight. Can you imagine, you know, like a runway that's like flat hair? That would be funny to if see what fla- they could come up with. Flats, flats, flat hair, flats, ballet, flat flats. shoes. 
Honey, flat uh, asses, no padding. No padding! <laughs> flat chested. Well, that's Honey. that's normal now. Well, that's the trend, yeah. All right, we will be right back after this. Well, could flat. you imagine if I went out flat chested? No one would, it would no. look so wild. No I would look would like know. a tube, and then there would be Don't just a giant. Don't you often gi- not wear boobs? No, I always have a subtle hint of a breast. <laughs> that's natural. Not not my meat. Anyway, we'll come back after this break and we're going to talk about some titties. Now, do you spell titties T-I-D-D-I-E-S or T-I-T-T-I-E-S or T-I-T-T-Y-S? Never the third. (laughs) <laughs> but to close friends, I'll do D D I E S, and then to my mom, it's T T Y. It's only <laughs> singular to your mom. It's just one titty. <laughs> You're just like, mom. Let's talk titty. She only has one real boob because she had breast cancer, so they took one of her tits, and then she had an implant put in to match. Oh. And she said it was the best thing that ever happened to her because finally, for once in her life, her boobs were even. So positive spin. Was it the? Did they take the big or the small one? I didn't ask. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they can't be that different. <laughs> okay, can I admit something to you? <laughs> what? I recently rewatched AJ and the Queen. Not as bad as you thought, huh? <laughs> Pretty fucking it, goofy. It what I rewatched it through the lens of like, let's make the craziest show we could possibly make, but keep it G-rated. Like, it, there was something about it where it's like, they tried to be wild and crazy, but then they were also like, we want kids to watch this. Yeah, like the it, club scene with Monique and uh, I mean, Latrice. The Latrice episode is the best episode. It's so good, but like, they bring a child into the bar and like, no one's asking questions and it's like a very family-friendly environment. I was like, where's all the go-go dancers? Right. But then, like, Rue has sex in the, the SUV. Anyways, the, the reason I brought it up is on maybe the third episode. Do you remember when Rue wins, when Ruby, I'm sorry, when Ruby wins the uh, wet t-shirt contest in, like, the small town gay bar with her titty bib? Oh, yeah. And there there is this, like, woman who her and her husband run the auto mechanic. Oh yeah! Shop and there's like pictures of her all over the thing with these like huge boobs. She used to be like, a, she was like a model because of this, you know, pretty, but also her boobs. Like she was like on the cover of Jugs magazine and shit like this, and she used to win that. And then she had breast cancer, and then she had a double mastectomy, and so both both breasts were removed, and she was flat chested. And, and then Ruby this- gave her a black breastplate Uh, ruby gave her a black breastplate which of course makes sense like ruby's not gonna have a white breastplate but also girl you gave her a black breastplate and then the husband they were like it's not for me it's for him and i was like he's gonna fuck those titties what the fuck (laughs) the whole thing was like what is going on but th- see, I love a show like that. My whole zhuzh is stuff Bitch, like that. I rewatched the entire yeah. thing. <laughs> but even when it was on, I, I, I won't say this is a perfect show, but if you're like just watching something for just gay entertainment, Honey, it's good. That was gay entertainment featuring all the dolls with all of the camp factor. Mm-hmm. And that child with, you know, like, I don't know that you can be a child actor without having some sort of lisp. 
Candy Muse was never a child actor. Okay. Hey, bum, 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 can, bum, 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 bum. can you tell me about the text that you sent me that you want to start bullying people again? No. <laughs> okay. I don't I'm because I think that that's you... very offensive. Um, but there is a limit to how far I'm willing to go with people self-labeling themselves. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yes, and I think the the like real empathetic conversation to have around that is we live in a world in which everyone has their own social media account and yes. people with this is this is I, I I'm just saying this out loud. People oh, no. with 1000 followers believe they are a brand. Yes. Believe that they speak to their audience and their public. And they do, but you cannot expect the world to know everything about you just once you've said it once. And so the good thing that I think comes from a lot of self-labeling is people are really in the habit of like, what are your pronouns? Can I call you this? Are you comfortable with this? Just like asking really boilerplate, um, easy consent questions at the yeah. beginning of interactions. And I think that's incredible. I've been on even a couple like new business calls recently where we're like meeting people for the first times. And it's just so normalized for people to be like, hi, I'm so-and-so and these are my pronouns. It's like, and it's so great because it makes the, it, 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 um, it normalizes that conversation. Correct. What is challenging is when people want to pop off and they're like, I told you three months ago that I identify as a Renaissance fair enthusiast, video gaming, uh, pansexual nerd. And I said that in my tweet. And those are the terms I like. And you don't remember that. And it's like, wait, what? Like, how am I supposed to remember? I don't even know Uh, you. And you know what? The key word that I will stick with when I hear that is that I heard pansexual. And I will respect you for that. But I'm not going to go around calling you a renaissance nerd because you asked me to. Well, Does that make sense? I guess this this sounds like a very problematic conversation. Maybe we should just read the tweet. But you know what I do love is being in a room full of straight people and saying something that none of them get and then them all just staring at you. What a gift. If you were to read this tweet to straight people, they would have no they would they, they would have would no, no fucking idea. clue. They'd be like, "And where am I?" And we, I mean, what a great thing that we have the ability to like have that in. A, I was listening to um, uh, Trixie and Katya have their their new podcast, and they had Gigi Gorgeous on. Ooh. It's so it's so interesting because they were having a lot of conversation about like trans identity and um, Gigi, and I thought this was so interesting. Gigi said, "I was scared to socialize with non-binary people." Because I didn't want to offend them. I had like friends and admirers who I like liked online, but I didn't know what I could or couldn't say around them. And I was really scared about it. And I think that's so interesting that someone who is like seen as like, you know, a trans figure in the public eye was like, and she was like, and then I started, you know, interacting and learning more language and understanding that it's all about communication. And I think that's what it is. It's just all about communicating. It's all about communication and understanding that everybody is learning. We're all at different parts. So we're all just going to have to figure this out together. And sometimes bullying works. 
<laughs> and sometimes bullying works. I feel like bullying around, but see, then it's so funny because it's like, I want to have like flippant, casual, funny conversation with you about it. And then the moment you take it one layer further, I'm like, bullying around entitlement works because people are acting like they're entitled to something. And then I'm like, well, then let's unpack the idea of white privilege, the amount of white people walking around (laughs) acting like they are entitled. So you kind of need to tip the scales and anyone who doesn't, you know, like, uh, you know, benefit from white privilege in the world should be able to walk around entitled to everything because they haven't you know receive that from the world exactly but you know we're gonna figure this out 2021's the year we're gonna do this i just feel like you jokingly said today we're gonna spiral i feel like this is a theoretical spiraling conversation that you could get so deep into about everything yes well i was talking with someone the other day who is a black person and we were discussing just like how so many things in american culture today just literally stem back to racism. Like we Everything. were, we were br- at, like literally every last thing stems back to racism and how the government was basically built to like hold black people down. And we, I mean, this sounds so dumb, but we were talking about Gorilla Glue Girl because we were like, I'm sure if if America back in the day and even now wouldn't force black people to fuck up their hair all the fucking time just to get a job she wouldn't have done that if we were told years and years she's 40 years old if she was told as a child to embrace her hair and everybody in america embraced black women's hair and thought it was beautiful and lovely and amazing this may not have happened not saying that she, that you're not supposed to do that to your hair. If you want a slick back pony, do it. But like, there's a lot of pressure, and with her especially, she's got blue contacts in, right. which well, is a she huge red flag for black a people. Different with, with, kind of dumb mistake, but it wouldn't yeah, have been this mistake. But it wouldn't have been the gorilla glue. So we were just kind of comparing and seeing like, po- that could possibly be why she ended up where she is. Yeah. I, I, I think you are 100% right that everything can be tracked back to anti-blackness in this country. I mean, I was talking to my dad about this recently. He's 77, I think. is He just turned 77. And ooh, he was like, ooh, ooh, old dad. Old dad. <laughs> that's the old dad theme. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. Next week on Old Dad. Old Dad. <laughs> um, he's reading this book called Cast, which is all about the, oh, cre- the cast system. The cast system and how literally we created like America created the idea of race Mm -hmm. as it was founded in order to um, perpetuate slavery for as long as possible. And that it was an idea that stems like from the creation of this country and from capitalism. Like that, even though people's, skin colors were different or even though people's cultures were different or even though people came from different parts of the world the idea of like a black person a white person like those like distinctions like didn't exist until this country well gotta give it to this trash ass every day america reveals itself to be even more trash than it was and why do we really masquerade like number one what is that that is that's that's American culture. We're the best. We're the best. Hide every secret, all the shame. Don't talk about it. Well, for some it's people, it's Midwest not even shame. mom. Have oh my god, have you seen Antebellum starring Janelle Monet? No, not yet. Does she serve? It is so. I'm a white person. 
I can only imagine. I mean, it might be really traumatic for a black person to watch. Like, very traumatic. Oof. But it is so terrifying. So terrifying. So, you know, I be mean, warned if you're going to look listened. at it. I found it fascinating. It's incredibly well done. The acting is incredible. She, of course, is, like, stunning and amazing. It is so terrifying. I Well, yeah. Does it show, like, what they did to slaves? Is that why it's so scary? It's so I terrifying this- for a lot of reasons. Uh- because I was listening to this podcast where this woman was talking about her grandmother who was a slave, like, years and years and years ago. And she was, she was like, what did they do? Like, what happened? Like, what were your punishments? And she was, she was like, she never told me anything. All she said was, they did everything to us but eat us. And that, like, just the thought of, like, every horrifying thing you could do to somebody yeah. happened to people. And then they're acting like racism doesn't exist. Like, I don't understand. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> I'm a star! That's the attitude I'm going to have today. Honey, thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. Um, Our number is 213. Two, Can five, I three, ever six. sing it? You sing it okay. both go, times go, 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 every go, time. Go, 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 go. Listen, it's my job. 213. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ooh, a little, a little... You can email us at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or follow us at sloppypod. Uh, I'm Big Our Instagram or Big Dipper Jelly on Instagram and I'm Spiciest Meatball and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Go ahead and follow and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. We're planning on doing a couple of fun things coming up in the next uh, month or two, definitely in February, uh, maybe even in, uh, or definitely in March, maybe even February if we get our act together. But Yeah, let's get our uh, act together for the end of this month. Be on the lookout for some fun, like, live streaming interactive things, and uh, we'll and see you on online. Friday. Look literally anywhere I've posted it. People have posted to funds to help the people in Dallas get food and water and oh yeah, AOC food raised they two million dollars in like a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. What Good for say? her. I said mm-hmm. Oh, all right, all right. Bye, bye. Doodle doo doo forever dog. <laughs> To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 